Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Hi, I'm Paul. Flapjack. I just have a lot of feelings. Fawn. Fawn. Today is the tea spilling episode. Yes. We're talking about enemies. Not enemas. Enemies. Enemies. <laughs> Which is funny, because enemas are usually enemies. <laughs> <laughs> That could make a fun episode. We could do a sex episode at some point. We should. We should just flap, flap and fawn, tell it all. Flapping, fawning, and fisting. And name, name. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into our lovely discussion about enemies, how are you? What's been going on in your life? How's the kids? How's the wife? So, you know, last weekend I went to Atlanta. Yeah. On the pod, talked about how I went to see Jada, or was going to see Jada, Jada ended up having a family emergency, so we saw Maddie Morphosis and oh, LaLaurie instead. I hate that for Jada, but I mean, I really, really, really like Maddie. Yeah. And, and so We got a two-for-one shrimp combo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is Maddie... Where is Maddie from? Arkansas. And so, She's about to move to Vegas, though. Oh, is she doing a residency? I don't know. Oh, She's cool. moving to Vegas. How was LaLaurie? Oh, so good. Oh, my God. So... Lala is not like a stunt queen. And you know, I kind of love that. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you, she has, her lip sync is so fucking, oh, oh, oh. She like just emotes and like the, mm, like she just commands the stage. Yeah. And Mark like leaned over to me at one point and was like, no, she doesn't really do tricks, but she's kind of like you when you perform. And I was just like, wow, that is a big compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And I saw your My little meet and greet photos. Yeah. It looks really I made, cute. They told me to do like a pose and I didn't know what the fuck to do. And I was already a couple shots in. So hmm. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have time to, cause I hadn't planned to either go and drag or at least put some makeup on, but it just did not work out. Yeah. But I mean, y- y'all look cute anyway. So, Whatever. Yeah. Just go for Have fun. I don't know. I, I kind of get tired of putting on makeup like and going out. And I enjoy putting on non-drag makeup. Yeah. I feel, um, well, that sounds so fun. I would love to see both of them. Like, uh, I, I really, really vibed with Maddie's um, just aesthetic, like when she was on Drag Race. We had the double so. golden boots. I'm sorry. The oh, they both boots. got the golden boot. Did they yeah. talk about that? They like mentioned it at the very beginning. And Maddie had posted something about it on her story <laughs> when she was like on the way to Atlanta. <laughs> the two golden boot winners. That is really funny. <laughs> I feel like there's something else. We should happened. do a golden flop this year. Like that would be iconic. Yeah, I wonder if anyone would care. But <laughs> yeah, like uh, from all the Drag Race, Camp on a Kiki, Dragula Titans, stuff that we're reviewing, and we're hitting a lot. Yeah. Um, we should let let someone know who was the worst. <laughs> Tag them. <laughs> Congratulations, um. you were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god my the places my brain goes um, that would make anyways, enemies for sure yeah that would really make some enemies <laughs> also another enemy that i have is apparently my tires oh. because i had a flat tire <gasps> oh, this morning your tires I, all flat and junk oh did i do that <laughs> um i'm always having a fucking flat tire it feels like so this yeah. morning i had to go get a uh plug put in my tire because if you stay plugged, you ain't you don't gotta, gotta get, get plugged. plugged. Precisely. Yeah. Well, how was your Thanksgiving? It was Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hesitation. 
Um, the oh, food honey, was really good. The family was a uh, family. Yeah. Cool. Um, children are loud. Yeah. Children are annoying. <laughs> I raked up leaves at my grandmother's house. Oh, also, you. you should do that at my house. We did that at it's my grandmother's house. And just a PSA, we do Thanksgiving at my parents' house. Not my grandparents. So where does your grandma live close? No. Well, I mean, like 15 minutes away. <laughs> so my house is farther than your grandmother's house. Yeah. <laughs> you come see me once a week, but you don't go see your grandmother? Well, she was complaining about the pile of leaves in her yard that was not even that big. You know what I'm sure she's thankful for? Me. The, yes, that you went and raked those leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Now her yard looks nice. Yeah. Making a difference. Look at you, Fawn. It's not as snaky. Well, what did you eat anything that you liked? Eat anything you hated? I didn't have anything that I hated. I like tried broccoli salad for the first time. Though. For the first time? The yeah. first time? The first time? Look, I don't do mayo and I don't do vinegar and I don't do any of that kind of shit, so I usually stay away from that. I hate coleslaw. It's disgusting. Vinegar, vinegar or mayo? Or mayo. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah but i do like broccoli and i do like bacon and both of those things are in broccoli salad so <laughs> um i love it i love it my thanksgiving was uh it was very good i had a, a, a lot of wonderful food i was really craving stuffing um and i oh yeah you want to get stuff i did i did and i was successful at it um but i also w- just really wanted to eat some stuffing or do you call it stuffing or dressing it, those are different things, darling. Oh, not in my family. For they're different things. I mean, if you look online, like allegedly, they're different. everyone says that. But Every okay. everybody says they're the same, but they're not. Dressing is like this. Like okay, dressing is in a pan, okay. and it's like smooth, and it's like bready but wet. Okay, it's really moist. Okay. And then like stuffing, every time that I've had stuffing and it been called stuffing, it's like piecey pieces of bread. Okay. Like chunky. Mine was somehow both of those things. Oh. Yeah. But I mean like dressing usually, not always, but usually has some like chicken or turkey or something in it. Well, we put gravy on this dish. You can dish. put that on top. Does it matter if it's stuffing or gra- uh, stuffing or I don't dressing? know. We do dressing in our family. Okay. I think we do dressing. I believe I, it, it's so that we're on the same term. It was dressing that I ate. Yes. Did it have like turkey in it? Did it have like no. pieces of meat inside? Of I don't it? think Our so. Family puts oh, meat I don't know. I don't it. know. Uh, I don't know. But we've always had that dish, this particular dish, this mystery dish at my Thanksgiving dinners every year. And it's always very good. And I loved it. And the thing that I forgot that my family makes at Thanksgiving that I was so excited to see, and I don't know what it's called, but it's like a green pudding. And it's like got marshmallows in it. And it's got like sometimes cherries in it. It's like a dessert, but we always eat it with like the rest of the food, not at the dessert table. I don't know what you're talking about. It's so good. We sometimes have grape salad. That kind of sounds like maybe what this but is. But that doesn't sound at all remotely. It's like design. a, it's a very light, fluffy, kind of cool whip, like thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, anyways, it's very good. It's one of my favorite things. And do y'all have potatoes? No, but we do hash brown casserole. See, we don't even do that. We do like sweet potato casserole. Oh, uh, I love sweet potato casserole, but we don't really do we sweet potato casserole. We family. don't do any kind of potato for 
Thanksgiving except for sweet potato casserole. Hmm. Do you cook any of the Thanksgiving food? No. You you just make a plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, here's the thing, especially because our house we have a double oven and mom does a lot of the cooking because we're hosting it. And so my sister lives there now. And so it's like two people cooking in there at the same time. So there's not really much room for a third person in the kitchen. On top of dad is like usually the one taking care of the turkey and the ham. Mm, I so see. it's just like there's no room and like mom cooks, my sister cooks, my grandmother cooks. See, we try to cook every and year. So it's just like yeah. there's there's not room for me to cook. There's nothing for me to cook, especially with our Thanksgiving getting smaller and smaller. Like they're not going to hand off something that they make every year yeah. to me. So I'd have to be bringing a brand new dish and then it'd be have me having to convince them that I can make it and me convincing them that I should make it. So I just don't bother. I just eat. <laughs> it's much easier. For I always me. try to bring something. It's just like this year, the, it was very similar. Like everything had been covered and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, sh- I'll get like I- a jug of sweet tea. I you know, well, I brought some ice. Like I ended up getting the ice, yeah. you know, on the way there. But I don't know. I just felt so um, unhelpful. Are you the youngest? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it was like extended family, so no. I'm like the. There's like four. Okay. This are is, you the youngest adult? No. My fa- okay. It's kind of weird. Like I, this is my dad's side that I celebrate with. My mom's side does not like that I'm gay and that I have a partner. And so Danny is not welcome. So I don't, I don't party with them. Um, but on the other side, uh, yes. So on, on my dad's side, it's like, I have, there's four, there's four cousins that I consider like the main character grand grandchildren. And I know that kind of sounds like a shitty thing to say, but the reason I say that is because it's like the four that like we grew up together. We're around the same age and one of the main characters. Yeah. Like out of the four of us, I'm like the second youngest. So I'm like, yeah, does that make sense? I'm in the middle. And then there's like a bit of a gap between me and the, like the youngest one, but she's an adult. Um, all that to be said, everyone brought something except for me. And so I like, I, I mean, I brought, I brought ice. Um, and so maybe sweet potato casserole should be my thing. Maybe I should try to make that and see if people would like it. Cause I mean, we eat up all the food. Like, it, yeah. you know, there, I think there's room for more. Do I have corn casserole. Sometimes we do corn, corn casserole. No, we do, we do, uh, not sweet potato. We do squash casserole, hash brown casserole, green bean casserole. Yeah, we don't do green bean casserole. It's delicious. We just do regular green beans. Oh, God. I feel like there's another casserole I'm forgetting. Um, we do a lot of casserole in my family. So, Our yeah. mac and cheese is basically a casserole, I swear. That too. Anyways, this is the enemies episode, not the Thanksgiving episode. But the food was delicious. I've been craving it for a long time. And my husband can make a mean turkey. Let me tell you, it's so good. Is y'all's like, okay, I'm still derailing this because that's <laughs> what my job here is at the pod is derailing things. Is y'all's Christmas food basically the same thing as Thanksgiving? No. Our, Ours is well, exactly the same. Uh, but, 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 it like... Kind of, but no. For the We mo- just have more at Christmas like we have more people. We have the same sides, but like the, all the casseroles are pretty much there. But the main experience at Thanksgiving is the turkey, whereas the main experience at Christmas is a ham. Oh, uh, we do both for both. I usually try to get Danny to make the ham because he makes an amazing, amazing Hawaiian ham that's like the, it's got a, oh, it's so good. It's like you, you ham and then you glaze it 
with something and then you take pineapples and you stick it on with a toothpick and then you take little bitty machino cherries and stick them in the middle of the pineapple and it's so good and it covers the whole ham it's amazing i've seen those it's so i respect good. those i prefer a honey glazed ham personally i really want to do an episode where we talk about holidays because i i have a lot of christmas things i want to talk about but i think it will <laughs> we won't talk about enemies in this episode <laughs> but um yeah so i prefer a honey glazed ham but we do a <clears throat> glazed ham for both and we do a smoked <laughs> turkey for both I love because not everybody in our family eats both right so you have it at both holidays do y'all consider um those two factions enemies no no okay what i do consider enemies is my gut and taco bell oh well just eat thanksgiving food you'll be fine leftovers for days okay before we get into our discussion on enemies we do have a five-star review that we need to read and it's it's a long one um so our (laughs) i I think we may take turns on this one is this on apple yes it's on apple um it is written by our dear sweet friend bonnie lash it is called a cautionary tale by bonnie lash hi bonnie sweet friend we love you um yes and i'm just gonna jump into it thank you for writing this five-star review oh i know bonnie had had this for a while but i noticed that like on the ratings it said 20 and then it disappeared to 19 for a a little bit and then this one appeared with 20 so i think bonnie may have because she was telling us that she it was like not showing up for a while and i think it it like something whatever you did this time it worked on all right it says i would like if i may to take you on a strange journey (laughs) how strange is it you ask so strange they made a podcast out of it but to my tale i know gasping it's it's quite terrifying one dreary evening, I was <laughs> reattaching a stray false eyelash in the bathroom mirror. Mama, this is garbage. <laughs> I heard an unearthly sound as of an unseen woodland creature bleeding mournfully around a mouthful of breakfast foods. Hi, gay. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the sound I was I know, expecting. I'm trying to pick the unexpected ones. <laughs> The unflattering overhead lights dimmed and guttered, and my reflection, one lash still dangling forlornly, seemed to shift and warp into an unrecognizable tumult of color and shape. Flame, flames, flames on the side of my face. I must have blocked out because the next thing I knew, I was duct taped to an antique rocking chair in a windowless basement room. How long had I been there? I had no way of knowing. The room was unfurnished, save for an old television, rabbit ear antenna akimbo, sitting in several inches of dust on the floor before me. Flashing erratically across the screen was the same chaotic vista I had glimpsed in my own face before the the darkness took me. (laughs) Only now did I recognize the lurid visuals for what they were. That's my opinion! 
<laughs> an old test card pattern, glitching and wobbling like a bowl of gelatinous pudding, glimpsed darkly through a snowstorm. We're halfway there, folks. Okay, uh, and <laughs> somewhere. Wait, as I start, as I stared, I realized with a sudden wave of nausea that I was not alone. Somewhere to my left, I heard a wet, arrhythmic sound, punctuated by a heavy, urgent snuffling. <laughs> Trembling, I turned. Ready for a light salad? <laughs> Trembling, I turned my head to the source of the noise. I tried to gasp, but the breath. Hitched in my throat. Let's get this roast to cooking. A small deer, head inclined, with a no- nosy, was nosing a, gre- was nosing a greasy plate on the floor, not three feet from me. As my eyes adjusted to the flickering gloom, I realized the deer was chewing intently on a stack of pancakes. What starts with F and ends with CK? Where are we? This is so long. (laughs) Swimming in butter and what I could only pray was syrup. All right! As if I could sense my horrified... As if it could sense my horrified gaze, the deer looked up at me. Viscous strings of amber liquid hanging from its jowls. Excuse me, bitch! The, The television screen danced in miniature on the glassy black surface of its eyes. Its mouth opened, and the deer roared. Oh, it's my turn. I woke up screaming ah! on the blessed cool tile. Go ahead. Spooky, but in a fun way. Cool tile of my bathroom floor. Scrambling to my feet, I grabbed my phone and stumbled from the room, looking down at the phone in my hand. I realized the podcast I had been listening to was still playing. Who would want to top Coco? <laughs> what? <laughs> not, okay. Not. I screamed again as the truth came to me. Not a deer, but a fawn. Not pancakes, but flapjacks. I threw the still-cackling phone from me and bolted, knowing that these, that those... The hoes? Oh, the those three haunting words were still shattered. God. I didn't mean to play that. Man, I wish I could read. Okay. That those three haunting words were still glowing on its relentless, now shattered display. Flapping. And. Falling. <laughs> You're going to lose your soundboard privileges. <laughs> ah. Well, thank you so much, Bonnie Lash, our dear friend, um, for that five-star review. And as a reminder, if you would like to hear your own words from our mouth holes to your ear holes, all you have to do is write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on our Facebook page. Yes. Work. Okay. Well. That was a lot, Robin. So, uh, it seems reading might be our enemies. Uh, literacy uh, is our enemies. Yeah, literacy is our enemies. And we're going to talk more about our very personal enemies in this next segment. We're back. And I have a question for all the listeners out there. Do you just ever hate somebody? Do you ever just like have something that just like grinds your gears that you just feel is out to get you personally? Well, you might be crazy, or you might have an enemy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I I don't know. what. So, what made you want to talk about enemies, Fawn? Honestly, 
we'll get into like the exact reason, but I've been using this podcast basically, especially in our unaired previous episode that will be coming at some unforeseen time in the future. This podcast has become a source of therapy. <laughs> oh, work. Okay. I should say, yeah, I, we forgot to mention um, in an earlier episode, but yes, we decided not to post on Thanksgiving because our topic had, um, it, it had a lot of heavy subject matter that was, that we felt could be particularly triggering, um, especially following the shooting that happened um, and in uh, Colorado Springs. And so, especially so when you then add on to it that it was going to be releasing on a holiday. Yeah. So we, we decided to postpone that episode um, for another day. Um, yes. So anyways, it's got some funny moments in it. It does. It's I've a very good episode. I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it coming out cause I think it's a fun one, but I, it's, yeah, it, we just needed to wait. It's a roller coaster. Right. That is the truth. Okay. Um, but enemies. Yeah, enemies. Therapy? Is your yeah. therapist your enemy? Yeah. Am I your therapist? I don't have a therapist. Oh. This microphone is my therapist. I see. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, I just thought it'd be something fun because also like enemies are something that we're all aware of. Whether we actually think we have one or not, it's like we watch TV shows, we watch movies. And like, like we, we all create our own storyline. Yeah. yeah. We all want to be the main character and like if Superman has Lex Luthor and Batman has the Joker, then like I've got to have somebody, right? Sometimes, sure. probably. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like life is not a movie, and so enemies are not like. Wasn't there a Katy Perry movie? Katy Perry song, "Life Like If Life's Not Like the Movies" or something like that. I'm from the Teenage Dream album. I'm Karis, if you're sure. listening, can you text me or leave a five-star review? And let us know. And let us know um, about that Katy Perry song. Yeah, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't feel that way. I know that especially when I first started drag, I looked at a lot of the people who started at the same time as me in a very competitive way yeah. that I didn't need to. Um, and honestly, it wasn't until I got on Camp Wanakiki that I stopped worrying about it because I honestly didn't have the time for it. Yeah. Like I was like, I have to make all these looks. And then at that point I had gotten all the validation I needed to yeah. know, like I'm doing something right. And I, um, so like, I, I think the biggest thing for me when it came to enemies was having that understanding that the amount of followers someone has does not make them better than me. The amount of followers that I have does not make me better than someone else. Um, and, a lot of the times the people I was comparing myself to do something completely different from what I want to do with drag. So it just didn't make sense for me to have them as an enemy. Um, but I do think it, it's fair. It's a good thing in a way to have a little bit of a healthy competition, you know, to have something that yeah. drives you. Cause I would always see, Oh, this person got this. I want to see you I know, think what I can keep doing to push myself a healthier way to do it. And I'm not also, this wasn't me saying that I have an enemy and I'm about to call out my enemy. I know um, this is the drama episode. I wish, I wish I had an enemy. I'd be calling that bitch out. Not really. <laughs> I'm too chicken shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just prop, probably drop subtleties here i don't vague post i just talk about it on the pod <laughs> um anyways um i think a healthier way to look at it is like not that you have enemies you just have rivals yeah it's all a pokemon game yeah and it's just like you want to like you have somebody that you've got a like healthy rivalry going because it helps make both of you better 
Yeah. Rivals don't have to be a bad thing. Rivals True. can be a very good thing. But I don't think you need to go around and being like, you're I'm my bad rival. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> I'm just going to start doing that from now on. I'm just going to be like, you're my rival. To me? To everybody oh. I say. <laughs> Any time I'm in drag, I'm just going to be like, sup, rival? <laughs> but like, I say that, and I think it's one of those things, I don't really, truly like have a rival, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm also just saying a lot of self contradicting things this episode for the sake of drama (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, (laughs) mixed producer i don't know um i mean there was a time that i very much felt like i had a rival in drag that person is currently not doing drag but it was one of those things we often compared ourselves to each other and i think that's a common thing and i don't think that's always a good thing i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but i don't think it's a good thing like a, a, healthy I competition is a good thing as long as you're not taking it as a personal value statement against yourself like i i kind of did that when i first started like uh, one of my drag sisters um like we, we would talk about like the things that we were doing say their name uh, yeah veronica like uh veronica and i we would we would talk really frequently about like what what are some goals that we have um who are people that we look up to in drag like yeah. who are like what are we would push each other to do different pageants, you know? Um, and you know, I, I missed that. I think it, I think it was a really helpful part of my development, but now I, I feel like I'm, I've yeah. gotten to the point where I can, I can fly solo if I need to and, and, and make the art in the same way. And I, I think I've just understood more of who flapjack is. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't necessarily have to have like those other people that and I'm you're able to, to, set, to figure it out. You're able to set your own bars of what you find as happiness and success and you don't need that from other people and i think that's a good place to get to i think it doesn't hurt when you're starting to have those kind of like oh well this person when i say like rivalries i don't mean like oh they're doing this so i have to be able to do this of more like look at it as they are pushing themselves which means i should be pushing myself you know yeah pushing for growth not as a comparison but i i also do want to say like i don't want to i don't want to make this a lukewarm episode and say like enemies are rivals because i do also think that like i think there are some real enemies out yeah, there yeah that are not Jojo, we're looking at you <laughs> yeah yeah that have like positive in, in, intent uh, with like the goals that they have for themselves and for maybe even you yeah um i i don't know and it's i think it's interesting to navigate that i feel like that is not something i have experienced a ton of in my drag career what about you fawn <laughs> not me having <laughs> 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 um, I, okay i that that's not entirely true i ha- um, i have i think more <laughs> often than not i am kind of the queen of putting my foot in my mouth um you know if if anyone is gonna be my enemy it's me and like I have to make sure that I am really watching what I say a lot of the times because I'm like, I want to make a joke. I want to be funny, but I also want them to know I'm not actually like coming for them or, or yeah. making a, a comment that is directed in a harmful way. Um, and I will say like, I had a moment recently where I like really lost my cool and I, you know, I think we I really were just hurt trying someone. to record an episode. We chat. were, we were just, yep. Yeah, that's why it's not released. Uh, no, but, it, and I, I don't I'm not really happy about that. You know, I, I don't want to make an enemy out of someone. Um, 
especially when a lot of my anger in that particular moment was misplaced, you know? Um, So yeah. Okay. Now I I think it's also possible to have like, I think it's also possible for people to view you as an enemy without you viewing them as an enemy. Oh Does yeah, that makes sense. It's like a Bora in Victoria. No, Kendra in Victoria, right? Wasn't it like? Yeah. And Kendra was like, "I resented you for so long," and Victoria was like, "Who were you again?" Because, <laughs> but you know, like enemies don't always come in the form of a person. Sometimes, what do you mean? I don't know what you mean. You know, like sometimes your enemy may be like that lash that you're trying to put on, and it's just like, are you not coming for my face right now? <laughs> Not your lash specifically, oh. but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hate my lashes. Like sometimes like your lash can be your fucking enemy or that one wig hair that gets caught in your fucking mouth. Yeah, very annoying. For me, it's definitely an eyelash though because I can never make them symmetrical. That's yeah. my toxic trait. Um, yeah, no, for me, definitely. My, my biggest enemy in drag, I would say is like probably an eyelash. That's my least favorite part of putting on makeup. It's like one will never look the same as the other or I'll like ruin all the hard work that I just put in on my eyeshadow, you know? Yeah. Um, what kind of glue do you use? I use duo. Oh, is that bad? You don't like duo? I mean, I just sweat it off easily. Oh, I haven't sweated it off. Um, I know a lot of people use hair bonding glue, but I do. I, it stays on. That's for sure. But I, I don't know. I don't really like it. It's kind of, it's burned. It's gotten in my eye before and really burned it. And I didn't, I didn't like that. So I try to use something more eye safe. Um, but I, I would say the other big thing for me, that's an enemy in drag is actually like my own body heat. Um, that makes sense. And you, you know, the, the thing I've told you about my feet, I think I've talked about this on the pod before how my feet get like really hot. You've got hot feet. I have hot feet y'all. And the, the first she's starting on only fans just for those uh, hot feet. Yeah. Those red hot piggies. Um, <laughs> Ew. um anyway. Yeah. Like it, the first thing I do when I get out of drag, if I can, it's going to be, going into my bathroom filling up the tub with a cold water and putting my feet in because they hurt so much and so if i'm i've never heard of like hurting feet because of heat it's or is it just because of like drag no it's it happens it's happened like it's something that's been in my family for years if anyone is listening and knows how to cure it please let me know because it's it's honestly something i kind of consider a disability because it has it has hindered me from being able to do the things I want to do before. Um, like when I would play sports in high school, like I would have to take breaks to let my feet cool down to ice them. Um, like when I, when Danny and I went to Disney world recently, like I actually hurt like a tendon in my foot because I let it get too hot. Um, it was, it's like crazy. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't help that I am also being very active wearing heels, you know, and doing things that like, Make wearing the blood seven pairs of tights right you know that, that's why i cut the feet off of all of mine it's just it's awful like that is honestly for me the biggest enemy in drag like anytime i think about okay this event's going to be outside how am i going to be able to manage this thing that my body does you know uh um, yeah. it's it's really it's kind of frustrating um but it's also sometimes kind of scary because it's like am, am i going to be able to do this gig um if not yeah. Yeah. I'd say, like, for me, one of my biggest enemies in drag is definitely my toes because, like, I have... 
toes before hoes. I have long ass toes. We should just start a joint OnlyFans. Your um, <laughs> hot feet and my long toes. Mine are very stumpy. Actually, it's kind of like our actual bodies where I'm short and stumpy and you're tall and thin. So it's like your toes and my my toes very much match ourselves. Um, I can like pinch people with my toes. We should do foot content for social media. Like Instagram should just be like our feet. Like I can, recently shaved my toes. Can you tell? Oh, can you tell whose feet are whose? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> this is so weird to me. Okay, my toes are so long, <laughs> I can't. But um, so when I <laughs> when I'm in drag, especially like for longer than like an hour, my t- the tights start pulling on my toes, and you know I still haven't cut my tights because yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, yeah, why not? And also like to my second toe like the pointer toe of your foot like the pointer finger of your foot is longer than my big toe substantially mine is is not and it's like substantially longer so it like (laughs) okay extremely hurts and i'm usually there comes a point in the night where i hit the limit so it just like hurts that's what makes it your enemy yeah and like it gets to the point that like i take my shoes off and my toes are like up but curled so like my foot's Mm. not flat but my toes are curled extremely by the time i take my tights off but also not even touching the ground like they're in that much pain and i have to like force them to touch the ground Ugh. yeah you should cut your tights or my toes yeah one of the two whichever i want to have this foot have we talked about this i want to have this foot no uh shortening (laughs) surgery is this real there is a foot shortening surgery okay (laughs) it's like a really short surgery and like they only make a small incision and you go down like a shoe size or two really yeah but i wonder if they if they could do that to my toes too probably not but hmm well my other enemy is my bladder because I'm always having to pee. Always. Just got to run and take a quick squirt. Yeah. Yeah, I am surprised that they have not, that Capizio has not invented tights that unzip in the crotch area. That would be bad. Why? I don't think that would work very well. Why? Especially for drag queens. Why? Do you know how many pairs we'd have to unzip? Like seven? And also, it'd have to be an invisible zipper in order for it not to be bulky. And it would still be bulky with an invisible zipper. And an invisible zipper would probably bust really easily. You're mad because I'm right. No. Was that? <laughs> we need to take a break. <laughs> and we're back. And I wanted to talk about some enemies that are like really rearing their ugly head right now. Um, I don't know. We see more, like I talked earlier about, I had that moment where I kind of lost my cool on someone and got really mad. And it was just, I, when I got home that night, I felt really insignificant because the shooting had happened at club Q. And I think that we should talk about like the fact that there are people who are making themselves staunch enemies against the lgbtq plus community the drag community um and just how concerning that is especially with the law that is trying to be passed in tennessee i don't know what the final verdict is if that's been passed or not passed i'm not aware of this 
um, there was a law in going through the works in Tennessee for um, to make to ban drag to make it on Period. equal. Like, no, it, to oh. make it equal to like burlesque and stripping to where it is banned in public places. It can only be done in private places, which would effectively effectively affect things like pride pride yeah um any kind of public venue that is having a drag show it would have to be private Mm -hmm. um for that show it affects a drag queen walking down the street right it affects trans people in the fact of what is what straight people are not smart enough like the conservative straight people are not smart enough to know the difference between like a drag queen and a trans person like they're not able to identify that and if they're gonna attack and your like, first, the first time it happens is a um, misdemeanor. The second time it happens, you're charged with a felony. That's crazy. I mean, like all the, all these other kind of bills that we're seeing, things like don't say gay. Um, I, I don't know, like everything like that that is going around right now in in the country. It's just it's very alarming. It makes me wonder, like, what do we need to do as drag artists, like in terms of safety at our own shows? Like, do we need to be in at the beginning, like when we're introducing everyone, be like, everyone, please make note of the fire exits. You know, I saw somebody recently post about that on Facebook. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. That just seems like so, I hate that that is the world that we're in. But I mean, it really is the reality of the world that we're in. Like these enemies, the reason that they're here is because the um, the gun companies and what's the big gun. NRA. The NRA, yes. The NRA is funding. The, I don't know how I know that information. No, thank you for knowing it, though. The, it, you know, they're funding these conservative politicians who, every single time there's a shooting, they're they're trying to do this game of, oh, distract. Like, oh, look at those drag queens over there. They're going to be the ones grooming your kids rather than worrying about the school shootings that are happening. Like, that's where kids are actually unsafe. Right. Because of these guns. And it's, it's <laughs> something just has to be done beyond what is actively being done, which is a whole lot of nothing and a whole lot of blaming on people who are not actually the problem. Here's the thing. I don't give a fuck about kids. I mean, I do in the sense of like, (laughs) like I want kids to be able to grow up and be themselves and like feel free to be themselves. But outside of that, I don't give a fuck. Like I want kids to have safety and opportunity to be 100% themselves. Outside of that, I'm worried about me. Yeah. I'm not worried I, about these kids. Like, I'm not, and I mean that in not a negative way. I mean that in a way of like, that's just not something that's yeah, on my sorry. mind. It's not my concern. No, I, I totally feel you. I, oh, okay, that's not good deep. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, which just passed. Like, there, I have two, I have two nephews, right? And my family knows I do drag. They, they allow for myself and my partner to be there, but there have been times in my own experience growing up as people found out that I was gay, that I noticed like people would grab their kids at my own family gatherings and not let them be in the same room as me. And that is so so, fucked up. Like that is not something that's happening now, but I think like a lot of times people see me as this, as the, relative who wants to be distant from the kids like i don't like them or something and whereas i don't like the kids so <laughs> i do want to be distant from them well for me it's more of a i just don't i don't want to give 
my family that's already conservative that I'm already on thin ice with because I'm purely for existing. Like, I don't want to give them that fuel of thinking why, why is clay like, why, why does he actually show love or affection for Why is he so nice to these children? Yeah. You know, and I, 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 it scares me to think like that these kids may grow up thinking that I don't love them or that I don't care about because I do. Um, but I also know that I have to, guard myself and protect myself because if I don't, I could very easily lose what family I do have still. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably even harder since you said you have nephews. I imagine that makes it a little more, whereas I mostly have nieces. Mm. I, yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure what that difference would be like because I I think I've only ever, well, no, there was at one point in my life, there was a, like a little girl running around, but she's, she's not really, she's much grown much more grown now. Yeah. So it's not something that I have to worry about, but yeah, that, that is, that is very much like my reality um, right now. And I, I just hate that these are the conversations that are happening because it's just exacerbating that issue. Yeah. And it's just like one of those things, it just makes it difficult, especially as a queer person in the South, just to exist around family mm-hmm. when it's already a difficult thing to do. Like your family should not be your enemy. Right. You know, these are like, it's, and it's amazing because you see these other drag artists and entertainers who have a very close relationship with a supportive family who love what they do, who come to their shows right. and they're excelling. Like they do amazing things. Right. And you know, I talked about those people that I would compare myself to. And so often the ones who are doing the best now are the ones whose family members would come and support their shows. Right. And it's like, it's I, amazing what a support system will yeah, do. I learned that I was jealous of them because their family loved them. Not because I felt inferior as an entertainer. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I would say that's my moment. Because <laughs> like family love should come without stipulations and without qualifications. Yeah, should just be there. Agreed. But yeah, I I I feel you on a lot of that. Um, because like, yeah, work uh, <laughs> for me. Like one of the things. <laughs> What is this called? I don't know how to say it on the for our listeners. Uh, you know the the meme <laughs> where the, it's like the they animate like the the lips and the eyelashes and like the hands that are clasped and closed. Fawn did that yesterday when we had a very important business meeting, and I keep doing it to make them. Laugh. I didn't do it during the meeting during oh, the business meeting. Not. I did it, was it all after business. the meeting. Yes, um, but. <laughs> My brain is so... Your brain is your enemy. Um, anyways, but I fully understand because with some of my family, I'm not... Like, I think it's one of those things where everybody knows we just don't talk about it. I'm out, like, actually out to most of my family. Yeah. But, like, my problematic uncle, I've never, like, just been, like, I'm gay to him because also I don't <laughs> feel like having that conversation with him. Hi, gay. <laughs> but, like, also his wife has a lesbian daughter um, that she had from a marriage before him. Gotcha. Uh, And she's like always been super like, she knows. She knows. (laughs) So like, I always feel safe around her, but like with him, I always am like on edge. Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel you. But yeah. And so like beyond like, that kind of leads me to another point. Because, like, it triggers me for our things. 
But like, you know, there's this group lit. They said it best. It's like a band or something. Yeah, they're a band. If you ever like what you probably if you ever played rock band as a kid, you will recognize oh, yeah. this. They said it best in their hit song, My Own Worst Enemy. It's no surprise to me. I am my own worst enemy. Do you agree or disagree? That you're your own worst enemy or, or that I'm my own worst enemy? The second one. I don't think... Well, I think that it depends. On certain things, I do think I can be my own worst enemy. But I think for the most part that I am able to overcome my own inner saboteur. I think I'm definitely my own worst enemy. Nine times out of ten. In what way? Um, I like... I had this revelation this week. Okay. About how like short I sell myself sometimes when talking about myself. Because sometimes I like will just be like somebody will compliment me and like they might compliment my sewing. This happened this week in a text message with one of our friends. And I was just like, eh, it's just some four way stretch and some and a dream. And like <laughs> What in reality, I have put in a lot of time to learning how to yeah. sell and make things. And it's just like, I undersell myself on like what I can do. And I just like, kind of just like, and like deflect it all. Yeah. Like you don't know how to take a compliment. Yeah. Even though like, I feel like I've gotten better at taking, I just like, yeah. And it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things like I find myself getting in my own way and talking myself out of situations a lot and being like, well, it's not going to work anyway. So why am I, why even do it? You know what I mean? That's why I've never auditioned for a show. I'm like, I'm probably not going to get on. So why even audition? But I mean, it's, that was honestly my philosophy with camp. I was like, ah, there's no way I'm going to get on. I've only been doing a drag for a year. Like (laughs) there's no way. Um, And then when the chance presented itself, I was like, well, I guess I better take it. Yeah. You know, it's here right now. Because um, I think it's also one of those things for me. I like. But but that is the get, thing, though. Like, you know, you, ha- you, you, you have to. If you don't put your hat in the ring one right. way or another, then yeah. you won't get the chance. And if you don't buy also, a ticket for the lottery, you can't win. Exactly. And I think some of it, too, like for me being like my own worst enemy, some of it also comes with like, if I want people to treat me a certain way, I need to make sure that I'm treating myself that way. You know? I can't expect people to treat me nice if I'm not nice to myself. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a Capricorn. I say that a lot on this podcast. (laughs) I'm a perfectionist. I want things done, like, a very specific way, usually, when I want... I'm such... I can either be the most easygoing person if I haven't, like... If I'm not super, like... (laughs) If Flapjack's not there... (laughs) I can be super easygoing if I'm like, don't have an incredible, like if I don't have a vision for something, I can be pretty easygoing, go with the flow. A lot of times flap might even suggest like a idea for a podcast episode. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Um, but like whenever I have an idea for something, I'm like, no, like I need this to happen. And like, it's just like, I have to make sure everything goes exactly my way. Like when I do a look, I'm like, okay, I'm not, there's so many looks I haven't made because I'm like, I don't know how to do this exactly to my vision yet. So I'm not even going to attempt to make it. Mm. Yeah. You should give it a go. Yeah. You could do it. I've, I found everything that I've made to be tedious and, and not necessarily easy, but not as hard as I thought it would be. Yeah. Like it's like, 
it just consumes a lot of time because it's a lot of like figuring out where the puzzle pieces go, you know, like that, um, that Jack in the box look took weeks. Like I think it took three weeks to make the whole thing. Um, but it was mostly just, okay, does this piece make sense here? Yeah, I think so. I'd never made a, a neck piece like that and I still had to have help on it, but yeah. you know, I, I think that you're really smart with all the experience that you have. Like you can figure it out. I am very much a, um, Affected by my inner saboteur, I guess you could say. <gasps> Not her. Okay, you know the episode of Drag Race where you had to like do one look as yourself and then one look as your inner saboteur? I think it was season 10. Honestly, I think my inner saboteur would be a pageant queen. Really? In what way? I mean, in the like stereotype of uh, everything has to be pristine, proper, and perfect. Pristine, <laughs> proper, and perfect. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, just of like, because I am very much, everything has a reason and everything has a perfect and think purpose and things need to be put in places for a reason. Yeah. And why just throw something on there? You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like everything you do is, is very um, meticulous. S- met- yeah, specific. It has a reason for it. Like there's nothing that you just do for no reason. Which is I think why my like inner saboteur would be like, some kind of pageant queen or like like because you're you feel that you're constricted confined to certain rules or something like that or also just like in a way yes mm. or it might just be like this really fierce business suit <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea what mine would be probably be it'd probably be my hot feet would be my inner saboteur I might would do a how would you make that a look um, I would look like I was burning from the bottom up. Oh, that's hot. Right. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, is there anything else about enemies that you wanted to discuss? How about we like fawn and flop some iconic enemy <laughs> duos? Okay, I'm down. <laughs> so what about the Powerpuff Girls and Mojo Jojo? Oh, I fawn. Yeah, that's a uh, Mojo Jojo is a classic for me. Love that. How about... But no, you have to fawn or flop it, too. Oh. Dim's the rules, fawn. <laughs> Fine. I have to hit the button. Okay. Um, what about Batman and the Joker? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a little overplayed. Yeah. And I kind of just wish Batman would kill him. <laughs> like, I don't know. There you- is a storyline where Batman did kill the Joker and Batman goes dark. Good. Like, I don't know. I feel like at a certain point... Ben to the Crim has this quote that I really like. It's like every nice, every drag queen that has branded herself is really nice. Should get that one moment to just let someone know to fuck themselves. And um, yeah, I think Batman needs to have that moment because it's been too long with the Joker. So flop. Um, I'm going to get a vote of fun. What about Regina George and Janice Ian? Your mom's chest hair. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I flop it initially due to homophobia. I like, yeah. I think I'm gonna flop it, even though I love. I think I'm gonna flop it, even though I love. Um, mean girls. Mean girls. I think I'm gonna flop that relationship yeah, because it's, it's really toxic. It is very toxic. It's super like homophobic. Yeah. Um. What about oil and water? 
I bet you didn't think of that. Did uh, oil you? and water as they enemies. They don't mix. Uh, they don't <laughs> mix. I mean, I guess not. Um, I fawn it because I like to eat and I cook with oil and water frequently in the same dish. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Do you fawn or flop I oil and water? <laughs> this is the I riveting content it. we have here. Oh, you're going to fetch, fetch oil and water. Stop trying yeah, to this is the riveting happen. content we have it's here on flapping and fawning. Do you fawn oil and water? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I had to throw that one in because I felt like that one would just be like out of left field, make zero sense. What about people? Okay. Be nice to people in the service industry. But what about when you go to like a fast food restaurant and people act like you're their enemy for coming there and it's like not an irresponsible time or Flop. anything. Flop. Like... Why? Why are you mad at me for walking into Taco Bell? Because like, sometimes I will just have the most, I'll try to have the most pleasant attitude. Yeah. Going through the drive-thru and be like, thank you. And like, speak really upbeatly, which you know, I don't do. You, If you listen to this podcast, you know that I <laughs> am very just like dry. <laughs> and I try to be like so nice and polite in the drive-thru because like these people don't get paid enough. But True. Like, I'm not your enemy. No, like, yeah, be be kind. Um, okay. What, what about socks and sandals? Are those enemies? I think they're enemies. I mean, it sounds like you're you're have a, you have a preconceived notion on whether they should be fond or flopped. <laughs> socks and sandals. I mean, I I guess it's a. I don't know. That's not really no, enemies. No, 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 no. Socks and water. Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> Socks and water. We we need to wrap this thing up. <laughs> Socks and water. Flop. I get. What else is there? Like literally, the picture for the the flop sound is a sock stepping in water. Like that's yeah. Have you ever like stepped in something with a sock on? Yes. Who has the worst thing I've in the world? Stepped in cat puke. It's the worst. It's the worst thing. Yeah. So do you flop that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else about enemies that we need? Absolutely not. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to <laughs> Flopping <laughs> and Fawning. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at flap and fawn pod oh and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch you can also connect with us via gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com see you next time bye Ta-ta.